Okay, before we it. talk about before we talk about scheduling and all these other people, can yes. you show me the show notes? Can we start okay. at the beginning? Since our episode's now about Bridgerton. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, you start this time. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Art Lust Podcast, where we make art accessible. We hope. I'm Sophie. And I'm Seema. And I would like to tell you that we are available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. But Apple Podcast is one of my faves. And you should follow us and recommend us. And even go to our patreon because we could use the support we will bring you an episode a week yes if you keep putting money into our patreon we do not make that much but we make enough to support us making these episodes and also making videos that we can put up onto tiktok Mm -hmm. which i have now reshifted all of my adobe subscriptions so that (laughs) i have better editing software for us excellent um, excellent so there, there you go adobe's mm-hmm. expensive please do our patreon but what will you get out of patreon you will become our friends and we yes. will do studio visits and we will and make we posts will, <laughs> we will make posts and we will do more stuff and we will become your friend if you do our patreon so mm-hmm. we please please we should please, really get please, an intro please. video up there yeah we should um, um so did you see any art this week well, I have a book on uh, Kodachrome, and like I've been looking at old Hollywood uh, Kodachrome. Oh, actually, I'm just going to pull it out one second. Oh, I love Kodachrome. Uh, oh my God, look at how beautiful it is. The colors are like jewels. Yeah, I know. So it's a film that doesn't exist anymore. Film mm-hmm. photography nerds will understand this, but like it's. <sighs> Why doesn't it exist anymore? Too expensive to produce, or I don't actually remember why they stopped. Yeah, I don't think either. so. But also, like, look at this photo of Catherine Hepburn. Oh wow! You can see her fucking freckles. I didn't know she had freckles. Yeah, like She's beautiful. <laughs> and just the colors are amazing. And I'm thinking about my inevitable shift into uh, color photography because I feel like mm. at some point in my life I should just do it. Yeah, because I used to do it. I just never did yeah, it on lunch. I remember you saying, but like, look at these photos of Veronica Lake. Wow, I know. Insane colors. Wow. Yeah, so that's what I've been looking at. Nice, nice. And mine was airport art. I was in the Dallas ah. Fort Worth. I was in the Dallas Fort Worth airport, and I was thinking about how. Um, in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport, it's not like some airports have a lot of art or like like SFO where I often fly into mm-hmm. has a, like a lot like a museum and all this. But I was thinking about how it must be how it must feel to be like an artist whose art is in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport, because I was um, I just flew in and out of Dallas, kind of a quick trip for work. And mm-hmm. um, and I, I always think this. But in Dallas Fort Worth Airport, I particularly noticed this. There are like, you know, they have like some stuff, not a huge amount. It's not like, you know, but they have visualizations, right? Like they have mm-hmm. things like in the like on the way to the bathroom or like mm. in, like hanging, right? And nobody, like American is hubbed there, right? And so American has like, you know, like the instant there's like an installation when you first go into American. And no one, like no one was looking at it. Mm. <laughs> I was the only person looking up at it. And I was thinking how it must feel to be like an airport artist. It's so like a million people. But then I was thinking, oh, but 
even then, if nobody, I feel like nobody's looking at it, I did. And that there must be one of me every day. You still yeah. get more views than if you were in a museum. So I actually was a TA, I was a teaching assistant for the artist, the photographic artist, Tommy Carr, who huh. you may have heard of. Um, and he, I don't, I don't remember where it happened. It was like related to his hometown, I believe, which is somewhere in the South. And he had a photo up in an airport where he was dressed up as Elvis, but it was like this kind of like self-identity kind of uh, mm -hmm. project where he had like masks of himself and he's, you know, he's, I think he's Chinese. Mm -hmm. um, and his art was removed from the airport because people got offended that like a man of color was wearing an Elvis outfit like in the South. Um, and he like, he was interviewed for it. He was like, I, th I would be really personally hurt. I think he was like wow. pretty rocked by it. Wow. Um, but it's a story of how like people didn't like how there was like an Asian man. Essentially. You should this do a like, video about that. I should. Well, I would actually, I wouldn't mind having him on here if he was interested. That's fascinating. But it was like this, uh, and it was removed without his permission, without telling him. Wow. They like took his art down out of like a contracted like display agreement because people were just like, I fucking hate it. That's wow. like blasphemous that's, towards Elvis. You should definitely do a video, but that's fascinating. Isn't wow. that wild? Wow. Did you, any, did you consume any other media this week? Uh, did you watch anything? I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, you watched a little, what was that again? What did you watch this week? <laughs> just the globally popular Bridgerton, because I finally... One of my mutuals was like, hey, I'm coming to New York City. I'm going to the British and experience. You want to come with me? And I was like, my brother in Christ, I have quite literally never seen that show, but I'll watch it for you. Because <laughs> It a is feeling... like a phenomenon, right? I, I mean, know, I, I, know. I do feel like I there's been a few like there's a number of phenomena that I have missed, like especially in, co like in college when we didn't mm -hmm. have TV. I was also saying like I never watched Friends. There was. Um, Did you see that Jennifer Aniston is like people are offended by Friends these days? Like it's just no, like oh my god! So she's come out and she's been like people uh, like younger generations aren't enjoying Friends anymore. They think it's really offensive. Blah blah blah. You know, there's a sensitivity. And I saw a stitch from <laughs> someone posting about it from one of the people I follow, the Reverend, who's like a queer okay. person, like in the church. Um, okay. Like it's trying to dismantle the church. Oh. Um, and they were just like, no, 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 no. We don't like it because it's bad. <laughs> it's just bad TV. <laughs> like, so I never watched offended. it. It's just bad. Don't, don't. It's I've never really watched bad. it because I used to it's watch shit. Living Single. I used to watch oh. Living Single, which was like friends, but with people of color. That sounds um, far better. It was good. Queen Latifah was in it. Um, but oh. my point is that like there are so so I've missed that. I didn't watch. I didn't watch Seinfeld. Mm. Like there are some. There's a number of I'm I'm not so great with mass media so um, me either I think that's no, why I, there's a lot of phenomena <laughs> I think so too there's a lot of cultural phenomena that I've missed but it's like it the is Pedro Pascal it is... thing I still haven't seen The Last of Us it took no, a I lot for me either. to get into Yellow Jackets while it's coming out like one of that... my favorite recent facts is Pedro Pascal and I are the same age I like know. he's like a couple months younger than me and I he's love so that because everything he is I love it I love looking at his skin and being like well you know what Pedro Pascal look at him doing that with that skin um but <laughs> Um, so, He's a man, and he can. I so. know. I know. But 
So I think that the one thing about Bridgerton for me is it's a great lens for us since you've watched it and I've watched it and I've read all the books. It's a great lens for us. I have. I've read every single one of Julia Quinn's books. Um, It's a great lens for us to talk about like connoisseurship in the art world because actually it has a lot of parallels. Yes. So tell tell the whole world about how much you loved Bridgerton, Sophie. (sighs) Look. I just think that it it was a bit lazy in its writing and it kind of reads like a bad fan fiction. I think what's most offensive to me is the, in, the incongruities of like, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, it's forbidden to touch. We can't touch outside. Oh, kissing in the garden. Now we have to get married and then smash cut to the next season. They're just fucking outside in the garden. Not a care in the world. No one cares. <laughs> Not this, you know. No chance of being caught, you know, when you're kissing, oh God, everyone will see when you're just outright fucking under a pagola. That's just fine. That's just fine. No one's going to, no one's going to find you. It's absurd. It's lazy and it's absurd. (laughs) Just like an iota of effort to like go to an abandoned church or something when it's raining. Like just fuck anyway but it's also like okay but that's that kind of like crazy <laughs> crazy thinking is sometimes in visual culture too like caspar mm. david friedrich some random guy standing on like a iceberg like, mm, you know like the whole culture of the sublime like what the hell what how are you all by yourself in this ruins feeling so deep and dark so that, that that's something we see in visual culture and that's a mm. good way to start this episode because we're just gonna go talking about bridgerton and how it relates to visual mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm so like there's a wonderful person who I'd love to do a live with who does mm. who's great. Uh they their name is I don't know. Um they're American but live in Scotland and oh. they had a they're so they're great. They read and they read crazy romance, like historic romance. Oh, that, that sounds fun. That I can't even and the only reason I started following them is because they also review covers of romance oh, novels that sounds fun and it is it really is because they talk a lot about like you know like the there's all these genre, like the painted ones and mm-hmm. the you know photographed ones and all this and i didn't read romance until very recently because in yeah. school we weren't allowed to bring them in oh <laughs> i mean my, my school would have done the same thing yeah so um i didn't like get into them but then mm. i just read in this other romance novel that i read i've just been like just tearing through books lately mm-hmm. that um uh, there's one romance contemporary romance author who's a pair of people actually it's a woman named christina and her friend lauren and so their books are called by christina lauren and so she mm. just wrote one and in it, a romance novelist is um, the main character of a reality show. Okay. And so the guy producing the reality show says, oh, romance novels are the majority of people who read them are 40-year-old women. And I was like, I got that. But um, <laughs> but he said that they also are, and I don't know if this is true, so this could be un- untrue, but those two people who write that book are pretty like smart. So I think that they mm. might have researched this. That they also that forty-year-old women read the most fiction mm-hmm. in the states, mm-hmm. and the most of what they read is romance. I did a video about Charlotte, the Charlotte episode, um, 
that she says something about the whale bone corset and how it would yeah. impale her. Mm -hmm. And I I did one because I was so annoyed by that. Usually, it, like, if I've seen, like, the first episode of that series. And so she, in that first episode, she's, like, wearing a whale bone yeah. corset. Yeah. And it's baleen. It's not, like, the bone. So mm. it's not, it's not, it's, it's, um, it's a uh, malleable. It's so, mm. like, um, Joe really like if you want to really get him upset it's the paintings like oh, they're all doing a la prima he yeah yeah like, yeah oh. he's like they're not standing there with like a there's like, it's not like it's not like it's like like last oh. is standing in front of the, the <laughs> painting like he hasn't he's not really doing all these mil and then the one where they're all dancing with the photograph painting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> the room and it's getting rained on <laughs> or the fact that um the david there's a there's a david from cleveland museum of art that's in two of the seasons it's in the oh really yeah it's in the first season in the brothel the in the first season when that one came out mm -hmm. cma staff like a lot of old friends would be like look it's there <laughs> like, so we were all, like looking and but the david wasn't made until like two years after the show would have happened <laughs> Mm, the first mm, season mm, would have happened like and it was because it was like one of the most well-known cma works so i've taught yeah, it like yeah, a yeah. million times so like, that's so funny so that's so funny so i was like I, trust me it was not even it wasn't made but he also he like it makes him nuts he's like i bet it does wouldn't have existed. i bet it does <laughs> I, I mean i oh I'm glad that I don't have such a scope of like painting and art history and fine art the way that you both do. I don't think I could ever enjoy any media. Um, he 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 gets he gets. Mm. Mm. I could care less. <laughs> no, I don't mean it that way. Like sometimes there are things that really annoy me. Like, but you're but to... you're able to like lend yourself to the fantasy right, of like right. it's, it's not reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's things yeah, that yeah. like really like you know the corset thing. The reason that it annoyed me <laughs> was that it decreased from her character. Like her character mm. would have, it, her character was supposed to be somebody from the continent who loved Parisian fashion. They mm. were people who've been wearing whale corsets since Elizabeth the first. Mm. <laughs> it was like two hundred years earlier, and Elizabeth and like England during Elizabeth the first, like Renaissance England, mm -hmm. was in some ways like a backwater of fashion. Right, fashion would have been on the continent first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, so like for Elizabeth the first to already have worn it, even though she would have been the height of fashion for her court, yeah, or one of the heights of fashion, um, and she was obsessed. Right, she was obsessed with her image. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? So it was a little bit like if this girl is supposed to be this amazing, this pretty princess. Though I guess you know Charlotte was supposed to be not very pretty. Yeah, she was Protestant. That's true. And that's true. She was Protestant, and she was kind of like I think that like it's sort of like I was. They they made a book out of the. Mm -hmm. They went the other way. So Julia Quinn wrote a book about the Charlottes, like to like the backstory, ah. and um. It was uh, like Julia Quinn is. She has other talents, perhaps other than writing. <laughs> that seems uh, roundabout way of saying don't quit your day job. <laughs> there, I mean, she's made a million bucks. Like I mean, she made millions and millions and millions of these books. I think what I mean is like the mm. books are like what I think she's very good at, which I think is so interesting. I was thinking about it this morning. How the Regency is sort of owned by Americans. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like the, the, like the colony strikes it's back. Like so, it's so, it's bizarre. Um, really? 
oh, it's so weird. Like media, just like, I just can't stop thinking about like global media after <laughs> the Australia and the West stuff. Also, I noticed in our stats, we got like at least four or five new followers after that episode. So apparently <laughs> me ripping into white people <laughs> is good content. <laughs> Were they Australia? Should we like? I actually don't know. That would be really interesting. (laughs) But I think that I just think that it's pretty clear that there's like a gap out there um, in the world for uh, I don't know people just like talking about how like media functions across whiteness. No, it's true. It's true. Um, It's true. I do wonder why the Regency is so popular in Americans. Yeah, what is that about? Well, I think it's. I mean, so I. You know, I I think. It's interesting. It's like we as a culture, I've been doing all these videos lately about the Middle Ages, though I feel bad because yes. there's a couple of scholars of the Middle Ages who I'm mutuals with and they, I, I want to say to them, but I know sometimes I use Renaissance paintings too. <laughs> <laughs> they blend together. <laughs> I think I think if people recognize your quote, they'll probably like, they'll understand you know what you're no, doing. No, I know. They don't, I don't think they're like, they're like stop uh, But, you know, because a lot of things that happen in what we call the Middle ages is actually renaissance like armor mm-hmm. we always think armor mm-hmm. is middle ages but it's really renaissance um but for so, yeah okay yeah that's weird yeah right like armor is almost almost every piece of armor that you ever see in collections is renaissance huh because the height of armor is in renaissance yeah 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 so it comes from the middle ages and it's because like the culture of the middle ages and the culture of the renaissance overlap and this is where i think like to go back we'll talk about the regency in a second but if you think about like certain kinds of things the renaissance in the middle ages the big shift for arts is paint like painting and Mm. um, perspective and of course like this rise of humanism but Mm -hmm. other things stayed the same like like the functional things right people's houses only sort of started modifying people's mm. stuff you know and, mm-hmm. and it, you can think about this like in a like think about like the 60s we had cars right <laughs> like so if somebody along in the future says the 20th century or the 21st century mm. and they're talking about cars they would go over those two time periods and mm-hmm. that's why armor goes over those two time periods yeah. right because like it's Makes going sense. over those but i think like for me the thing about the regency and the thing about like the way people consume historical media in general is like we glom onto something and then we get real excited about it like mm. you know like the like the world war ii we have been writing about world war ii for like 10 times the the the, the span of world war ii right like no. you know no. and so like we're like obsessed with world war ii culturally but it was like a real small moment yeah like, and i think that like I think that there's these moments that become sort of like in our minds. So I think like the Middle Ages is in our mind is really important because it was mm-hmm. dark, the dark ages and people were idiots mm-hmm. and we're so much better. Mm. I think the Regency is because of uh, Jane Austen. It's like a time that we hold on to as being the height of romance, mm. which is interesting because I find it fascinating because it's not like people are like obsessed with Regency visuals. So it's no. even better because then they have no picture in their mind. And then all yeah. these cuckoo things can happen. Like, like, you know, who lived during the Regency, who was a real pill was Beau Brummel. And he Tell was more. <laughs> so Beau Brummel was this guy who was like a hangers on of the court. Mm. 
And he was friends with jo- who would become George the Fourth, the Prince of Wales at the time. Oh, and okay. he bec- he's the guy who basically. I do not have enough room in my brain for all this monarchy. <laughs> I, uh, I don't either. I, I don't. I don't. I only have pockets. Like you bet. Like you got artwork. the pockets. I'm just kind of like, no, nah, I can't. <laughs> if there's artwork that matters to me, um, that's true. Then that's the only thing I know. But Bo Brummel, um basically was like this. He was. He was purposefully like he's like a lot of people I knew that you know like that you would like the people would know like he has mm. that same personality he was like a like casual I don't study but I get A's like he has that kind of personality mm-hmm. but his was that he could like look handsome but be sort of disheveled but he oh, yeah. wore suits in a very daring way and he he like had all these very fancy like ties mm-hmm. and then um and so like he basically was had a major um, pull on the Prince of Wales at the time and then he mm. like he really created a certain kind of masculinity sort of a pernicious masculinity like mm. towards you know like the rake he's like a rake kind of um and but um but but like he becomes noted and all these rakes become noted at the time and like you know there's all these there are historical truths in these books mm-hmm. it's just that we have taken the regency like Americans have taken over the regency the vast majority, like I was thinking about it because of it, and I can't find, I'll have to put the person's name in the show notes. I can't remember their name, but mm. they read all kinds of uh, fiction and romance. But what I loved what they said, to go back to something you said about the happy ending, is that they um, were saying that, and I think this is true, that um, they're showing you a snapshot in time. So you don't know what's going to happen. Like a, everyone has a happy ending. Like even if it's just the like the date ended right? mm, <laughs> like, mm. you do maybe like your happy ending is like through this like meal right in this meal it went well everyone will in their lives have a happy ending with some other human yeah and so the book is basically like you don't know what's going to happen after but it's because that happy ending is such a satisfying moment well i've ha- i've always noticed that that's something that like you can't really like all american media seems to have such a well-rounded ending like nothing is ever really left open or up to question or nothing is ever really like sad or leaves you with like a bitter taste in your mouth it has to be something that kind of has you going oh all right like well it's all right it's like no why why is that about american media i think i honestly think it's a form of pacifying everyone it's been like oh look at all the terrible things that happened but it works out okay yeah i really don't know what else it would how else it would function it's so different than other places. It drives like Joe Joe crazy if we watch Indian media and he's like, but that didn't have like it didn't end. And I was like, oh, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like in it's you know, four so much, hours like, long and it's finished. Right. And like my mum loves like, you know, European crime dramas. Right. So I kind of grew up in a household where I was watching, you know, like procedurals with my mother in the evenings and stuff that was like kind of intense. And a lot of those things are like they're dark and they're psychological in a way where it's kind of like left to make you feel uncomfortable. It is so interesting. You know, last week we were talking about how impressionism was like kind of took over in a lot of different places in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking now, interestingly enough, about the differences in media across the world because mm. it is true like if you think of a crime drama that's a really good lens of how different people handle that same thing really really right like it's such an intro because cool, like america has the like true crime kind yeah. of culture and like yeah. the weird like entertainment 
kind of thing around yeah. like actual crime whereas though i feel like european crime is they're like let's find like the most fucked up story about like you know a body being found between like in the like in, in a bullet train tunnel between two countries and then like the whole thing is about like how two different this is one i've actually seen i think it's called the tunnel i love that one um, yeah it's great been... right and it's mm -hmm. got like it's the whole story of kind of that super intense like female detective mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and then about how it's kind of handled between like two different mm -hmm. uh, countries mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is kind of which is like kind of interesting in terms of actual procedural stuff yeah i mean they're so much closer to another country mm, yeah yeah i mean i think that's part of it like if you're, <laughs> if you're in iowa like you're not so close to any country um uh but uh, I guess you're close. I guess if I guess in Iowa, if you thanks were in, for the geography reminder. <laughs> if you were in Iowa, the closest nation would be like a first people's nation, right? A Native American nation. Yeah, I guess. that would be your closest nation. Um, I think of like I read a thing once about Scandinavian noir. Mm. Part of mm. the reason that those um, it was like some article somebody had written, like probably on Medium. Who knows what it was? But mm. um, but that part of it is that they're like there's literally so much darkness. And so, like, there's like, a dark, like a dark, like in the feeling. atmosphere. Yeah, like you know, you yeah. have like months where it's not sunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, yeah. So there's an like a kind of a morose quality culturally, and that's why they have those. But then for hmm. me, I think it's interesting that like the British that there's like a British like 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 light murder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I love them. I love them all. Black like Summer, um, Agatha Raisin. I was like... I was about to say, what's the the one of the two old ladies who like go around? Yep. Oh, yep. Fuck uh, yeah, you know who uh, I'm talking. You know about. who I mean? Yes, I think um, so. Well, there's Rosemary and Thyme. That's and who I'm there's... talking about. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Fuck. But then there's also like Hattie. Is it Hattie? It's always Winthrop? like old ladies solving crime too. What's yeah, Miss Marple. Right. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of um... what's that like. The Women, Rosemary and Time, like, I think they're my age. In the, book, in the show, they're supposed to be my age. So they're not think, old ladies. It's like the Golden Girls effect, though. They look yes, old. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it was a long time. I mean, they do, I like, it, it is, like, we were watching Murder, She Wrote. The, for Mother's Day, they let me watch Murder, She Wrote, because I love it. They let you and, watch Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to watch it with them, and they can't, yeah, like, okay. they don't want to watch it. And they hate so, it. That's funny. It's like my but, dad with Steven Seagal movies. Ugh. Oh, I've never seen one, but I don't. that I would hate it. But um, You would. But, it's like Murder She Wrote is like a historical drama now. <laughs> the kids are like, did people all look like that? And I was like, I mean, I don't remember the eighties all the way, like the so early eighties all that good, but yeah, I think maybe like, yeah. like, did they all do their hair like that? And I was like, they're, they're like, that's a lot of hairspray. And I was like, I mean, I don't know, like if they were going to the grocery store like that. To go back to the beginning of this and Regency, I mean, I think that what yeah, what is, but I think for me that. This isn't even what my media recommendation was, or like my art I saw this week was supposed to be, but I'll just switch it with the media recommendation. <laughs> We're just talking. Um, yeah. But I think that like what to me is really interesting is that the Regency, the re it's I think it's like Jane Austen has hit a certain tenor in women and like people just feel so connected to her. And in a way that like, I cannot think of very many other um people you know like she's in a she's like in a class of her own and so she, it's totally the, it's the desire for more Jane Austen that like spurred all these women to create these books but I think what they've created is an interesting thing that isn't the regency right they're not these books aren't actually about the regency no no I think what it is is you know we're in an era where 
a lot of these women in these age brackets are probably in situations where they're I don't know, maybe not super. I don't know. I don't want to make a huge generalization, but to me, like a lot of these they're escapists, right? Things, they're escapists well, escapist whatever because, they like, are. Well, from, but, for the most they're. part, it's also it's always about marrying for love. That is like every single time. Yes. That is the theme. It's marrying for love, not out of or marrying for duty, but also finding finding love. love. I was gonna say it's not marrying for love. It's finding love, which yeah. I think is a really important difference. I think to yeah. me, what's interesting is. No matter what situation you're in, you will find the love. So, like, there was one that I read that this per that this that was like it's like it was so it's so interesting because like I was thinking like if you put this into today, it would be really problematic. So, like, for mm -hmm. some reason, and I don't remember what's happened. I don't remember the exact story, um, how they get there. But she's in Paris mm -hmm. and she meets this guy who is half Italian and half Scottish, but he's a Scottish Lord. Mm -hmm. And he is, because his father said he was so ugly because he had a huge nose, <sighs> he like has a whole horrible life. And then or he has like a horrible relationship with his father. And But he has all this money and he's in Paris and he's a scoundrel. Sounds exactly like Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah. They're always like hate their fathers. And then just seems like a ripoff of like stuff that already exists, but they just kind of did something a bit different with casting and ideology. Yeah, I think that's what they all do. I mean, it's not I so different. It's not so different for the me for me than like certain like second gen ab ex people, like mm -hmm. abstract expressionists, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think it's like that much more different than I, I don't. I think there's a lot of places where you could say that's pretty cookie cutter, or like the people that we can't tell if they're Rembrandt or not Rembrandt, mm -hmm. right? Like the followers of Rembrandt, the school of Rembrandt. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways and impressionists art. across the west yeah right like i think there's a lot i think that this is like part of the arts right that somebody finds something that works and then like a million people try it um so, so speaking of that just very briefly have you yeah. noticed that like the trend of like 20 year old dudes doing those like ink dropping things in water has just yes. exploded yes Oh, so what boring. is happening there? I don't know, but it's just so I, I feel this is accidentally like weird. trip into talking to one of them because <laughs> I was like, "Is that safe for the water?" I no. like said it to myself, and then I typed it. I'm pretty sure it isn't, but also like, white man appropriates like is it Japanese in its origin? Uh, fucking obviously, it's Japanese. Yeah, white man like twenty year old, twenty four year old white boy with like a weird little mustache appropriates like Japanese painting, and it's everywhere. It's all over that fucking app. Not for me. So my <laughs> TikTok drama of this week has nothing to do with other people. So I, for, oh, for a variety of reasons that don't have to be in this app, <laughs> I end up having to do, wanting to do, mm -hmm. being encouraged to do a variety of verbs, um, an exercise, uh, an hour long exercise routine at a CrossFit gym. So so that I get home, right? And they had already warned me because, you know, my muscles didn't even know that they, like, existed. Mm -hmm. um, so I was in pain the next morning. And I opened yeah, I my bet. app. I opened my app at every video. <laughs> exercise videos. Every single damn one. Isn't it weird? Okay, so I was playing. So weird. I was playing the new Zelda, right? Uh, the new oh, Zelda game. Uh, I I fucking caved all right i caved. I i've been zelda. i was playing zelda and i was like fuck it i need something in the background and that's why i've watched a lot of bridgerton because i've been playing a bit of zelda <laughs> um but 
Oh shoot, sorry, I got distracted from my own point. Um Fuck. Sorry, I don't know You're where I went Zelda, just then. Zelda exercise. Zelda of Bridgerton. You It'll got the back. new Zelda. It'll come back. What the fuck? Sorry, my brain sometimes short circuits. But that's another like I mean, I think like Zelda's a great example. Like, you know, I think what happens is there's there's world some world resonates with people and then we iterate on it for eternity. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I mean, I do think like abstract expressionism is a great example of and I like abstract expressionism. Like I like Helen Frankel. Yeah. I like Robert Motherwell, but I can see that it also is very annoying that then other people throw paint on a canvas and you're like, what the? <laughs> but that mm-hmm. is in some ways, like I think abstract expressionism for the art world is sort of like the regency of the art world. Yeah, <laughs> like like one. That's there's true. like right, like Helen Frankenthaler. Maybe it's not Helen Frankenthaler. I don't know who it would be. Maybe it's Jackson Pollock. Is the like Jane Austen of abstraction? <laughs> there's a sentence I never thought I would say. That is <laughs> bizarre. God, I I also think oh my, my point is really gone. I just I don't remember I'll what you back. were saying. That you, you were saying something that kind of pushed me into thinking about uh, something i don't fucking know the words come out and then they disappear from my brain um, but um but i think that like there is a oh i know what we're talking about and so there is though like this sort of um something happens it gets good and then everybody and their brother tries it mm-hmm. and i think that in some ways that is the problem with abstraction that yeah if you are and i think this is also true about region like so like I think that this is like a good way to think about connoisseurship. If you're not an arts person, you were saying like, oh my God, I was telling you about that book about Bain, I think is the name of the book Mm -hmm. I was thinking, maybe. And that it sounds like Bridgerton. And I think that when you read a lot of Regency books, which, you know, I've read a lot of them, I went through a phase, that (laughs) you become able to say this one is good or this one is bad. Mm -hmm. Like I I read one where... And I think about this one sometimes because I think about a lot of them and think, like, would we be okay with that in real life? <laughs> so there's one where a guy is a secret agent. He's a he's the second brother. His brother is like an earl, right? Because there's a million earls apparently in the mm-hmm. Regency. And he, they're twins. And so he's the next one. Mm-hmm. And his brother, his older brother, is, um, uh, I hate to use this word, uh, rapes a woman. Mm-hmm. And gets her pregnant and so the twin marries her agrees to marry her because the older brother is gay but he was for like he like is drunk and somehow rips and so then yeah this book is crazy this book is just all right then let me keep going because this book is amazing (laughs) so then the younger brother is in france he comes back and he agrees to marry her and he says well we're going to have to have sex because I don't want to have a child. We don't know you're pregnant yet, but if you are, it would be. It's important that at least I can imagine it could be mine. That doesn't seem necessary. So, the, <laughs> so they have sex, and it's and it's like amazing for him apparently. And oh. then, and then he and her and she they have like some weird connection. And then um, he basically like is nice to her for like a week or something. I don't know. I'm like it was a while ago that I read this, but. Um, and then um 
And then he disappears because he's in fact a secret agent having an affair what? with a woman. He's a secret agent having an affair with a woman who's like basically <laughs> trying to like take down the government. And so he has to sleep with this other woman, even though he's married. And then he like and then he gets like kidnapped and somehow like is in gets all the way to South Africa and then comes back. And sorry, his wife has become best friends with his best friend <laughs> and the best friend is helping her because she's pregnant and she has the baby and he wants his wife back because he really loves her because she's the only person he's ever loved oh my god um did and you, then, i'm sorry this and is then, so funny and then and then they become the beginning of a whole series of books they have another kid and then <sighs> So, wow. like, and if, it's like crazy, right? So, like, mm -hmm. but if you've read a lot of them, you know the genre of these that you like. Do you like the ones that are so like that? Like that? I mean, it's actually not. It's like not badly written that book. No, I mean, if you can keep that much plot, kind of making sense. That's actually quite it's, impressive. It is. And what all was of making them me laugh like, so much is that maybe so, the author's joe beverly i think for that okay. book i don't know the name of the book but the author is joe beverly and it is well written and so did like, you ever see black books that tv show oh. from like okay it was like 20 something years ago but it's this english tv show and it's this like grumpy old irish bastard who runs a secondhand bookstore yes. in london i have, I, have. Yeah. I love yeah. those books we love yeah those, yes. so there's this episode where it's like the summer and this old couple come in they're like we need a holiday book we need such and such and he's like promoting a new publication which is called tempocalypse <laughs> which is a story about a girl who's like and they're like we want to read something but we don't want to read the same book like we both want to be satisfied but we are but like we only have enough money for one book or something and then he's like oh it's about this girl she has to like you know uh diffuse a nuclear bomb or the world's gonna blow up and uh she's like oh that sounds awful and he's like yeah sounds great and then he's like but she also has like this many hours to find love and then she, they're just like oh perfect for both of us that's what this book is. It that's sounded exactly like that. And I just couldn't, that's, I couldn't that's what this stop book is. laughing because it was that so accurate. It's that, so, that's it's exactly good. what this it's book good. is. And, but like, so Fuck. for somebody who, and I think this is where I think to go back to like Bridgerton at the beginning, but the for somebody who is, I think what you can do in like the genre of romance is find a thing that's interesting to you and then become really good at understanding what you think is quality. Oh my God, I remember the fucking Zelda thing. Go, go, go. It was go. about the TikTok algorithm. <laughs> it was about the fact that I was playing Zelda and I was doing a shrine and I couldn't get past the shrine and I was like, what uh -huh. the fuck is going on? So I took a break and I immediately opened my phone and the mm -hmm. first Zelda video was the shrine I could not do. They're listening. Like, how did they even Can know? Can we switch though? Because I'm really sick doing. of watching kettlebell. <laughs> Can we switch algorithm? Yesterday, my daughter was using my phone. God, is Yesterday your algorithm was... all funny now? Uh, um, no. Yeah. So my algorithm is seriously like all exercise videos, and I keep going like I'm not interested. And it, I swear, TikTok's Seema. like, no, Seema, you're gonna become like I'm gonna no, become no, no, no. like it. Like not interested doesn't work. I've had to start blocking. I've had to start blocking accounts because I've listed Taylor Swift, Swifty. Eras tour, Ozempic, weight loss, weight loss oh, journey, oh, the everything. Oh, I never the get stuff is, Oh, you are so lucky. It is all because I'm fat and they just feed me things that are going to make me feel bad about myself. So not that I really care because I see these people. I'm like, y'all are unhinged. 
like it's unhinged well and then once you say like i didn't um yeah no so i do think you're right like, no, so none of it go works back to i have to none of them work every single account that comes up onto my- i've had to start blocking because my fyp has been so fucked up you know yeah. when you first come onto this app and you see like 20 something year old like young boys lip syncing and it has like two hundred thousand likes yeah. Yeah. That is like what I have been served, like straight person, like weird, like just. I never got those. I don't know. Oh, I know what you mean. My daughter has it. I was it's on my awful. daughter's algorithm and I was like, I didn't realize I was on my daughter's phone. We have the same phone, um, mm. like size, you know, mm. and because um, she was using my phone to, t- to text somebody. And so I was <laughs> looking at her FYP and I was like, what is wrong with my FYP? And then she was like, mom, it's mine. And I was like, wow, yours sucks. <laughs> <laughs> So then That's I went in funny. and started liking things. She's like, stop it. Yeah. Well, you got to was like altering liking things. That's so funny. She's like, mom, stop. That's hilarious. I would have gone onto my own page and been like, 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 like. I did do that too. I was like, how how are my your own mother's videos not liked already? And she's like, stop it, mom. <laughs> it's a legitimate question. Um <laughs> Uh, but to so like I think that this oh, I'm is so glad I finally remembered <laughs> but to go back to those painters that are doing like those like you know sumie like drop things mm. the Japanese ink things I think that um, part of it is so in the regency so for somebody who's really into it and wants to read regency they can mm-hmm. pick their regency right there's like regency romance vampires there's regency romance like you know like uh, there's all the regency romances there's you know regents i'm sure there's like regency romance there was like a whole subgenre on tumblr for years of people doing dramatic readings of bad romance novels oh my god that's so good it was it was like one of my favorite things on the internet there was a really 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 popular post that went around that was about like time traveling knights um yeah like just real solid like historical like mummy porn um and that was the other thing about bridgerton is just like the whole it just seemed far 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 too focused on like what's her face's virginity and like oh every book Every book is oh like, my god! Every book, every book is like, and it's amazing because I've read like every. We get Julia it. Quinn. You're gonna have a dick it's... inside you. Get yeah. over it. <laughs> every Julia Quinn is like that, and I have to say because I'm a very fast reader naturally, and like because you know when you go through anybody who's gone through like a lot of graduate education <laughs> and then taught graduate like taught yeah. at any level, you have to read yeah. like a fiend, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why that's... I why whenever I someone's like do a PhD, I'm like get the fuck out of my face you've got to read fast dude and <laughs> Don't like and actually get the point right it's not yeah. just reading fast. No. and then so julia quinn books for anybody who's like done any kind of graduate education like i read the queen charlotte one this morning like no joke because <laughs> wow. like it, you know i was up and i can read it and so um but i'm not a speed reader but i think that the p- part of the thing that i always strikes me about those books is and i was i always like ask joe like because I, I don't feel like I have a very good handle on the average American, you know? <laughs> like, I don't think I know very many like people who would be like, I don't know anybody in Iowa. And But if you wanted to, like, meet us, you could add to our Patreon. And then I oh would my know God. somebody in Iowa. Is this a mid-show um, plug? Mid-show plug, it. dude. I love it. Mid-show plug. But, I love um, it. Because I just realized but, you don't have the episode notes in front of your face. No, I don't. My bad. Um, but um, um, I think that... I always wonder if that kind of like all almost every so many of the books um 
or about like this, it's true in Regency, but it's actually very true in the contemporary romance genre too, that they're all about the cult of virginity. And I find yeah. it really fascinating because okay, like, is it because like women wished that it was different or like what happened? Like why I, is the, yeah, what oh, is it about? What is it about? Where does it come from? Like it just it, I find it fascinating. Like, and, and I do it's, think it's that's like a part romanticization of, of it. Yeah, and I think that's why it's in like the Regency period because like the perception of the past is that they were much more conservative. <laughs> um, so the other thing I was thinking about with Bridgerton was like during the first season, I was like, oh, so only white and black people exist? This is a bit weird. Um, and then as like that season finished and I was kind of like, eh, alrighty then. And then the second one just started because I didn't realize that there was a new season. Uh-huh. And it was like Indian girls. And I was like, oh, okay. Someone else had the same criticism of like, why? Uh, like it's the British Empire. Where are the Indian people? <laughs> so we were saying that on? one thing I was saying when I, when the second Bridgerton came out, I think it's interesting because the so in the books the younger sister was supposed to be incredibly beautiful, mm. and mm-hmm. I I do think that they cast it so interestingly because the younger sister in that is like what I think is probably Class- I think is classically probably, classically like, yeah. more like what an Indian person would think is more attractive rather than the the. Well, she's fairer. She's got big eyes. Like she's yeah. Got a she's kind also of, like, actually ra- like not as chiseled. So the, yeah, I was about the to other say one is like so really thin. Soft, like yeah, yeah. like, like in, in English in, rose, like softness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the second, the first one, who's like actually a model, right? That's Simone Ashley. Um, but she's so thin and like birdie. I know. And and I have to say, as somebody who was thin and birdie growing up, like that was definitely not an attractive feature in Indian right. culture, right? Yeah. Like so, and so, like it's interesting because they did cast it in a way that, like, made you know, sense. I think a lot, of, yeah, that made sort of sense within the book genre. But also makes sense. It makes sense, like in that world, but it also makes sense for contemporary, like aesthetics yeah, of what I thought people want to see. Good one. I thought. Yeah, that I actually good. thought it was really well cast. Um, yeah. Though, but also just like, like the guy who plays the Viscount can't fucking act, and it really, really annoys me. Like through the whole first season, I was like, "Cool, okay, not very good acting." And then he got a whole season to himself. Unacceptable. <laughs> also, like, why is it that heavy breathing is considered acting? Just people going. <laughs> <laughs> you and Joe should I be talking hate right it. now. <laughs> Joe was the same way. He's like, "I hate this. I hate it's this. It's not I love acting. It. It's it's like you I love see it. Emma Watson I love it. do it I'm not in like, Harry Potter. I'm not paying attention to any of those. I can't handle it. I can't. I can't. I love it. I'm I love like, it. Use your eyes to express something rather than just going. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. Like I do just think in the romance genre, <laughs> one of the things I find really fascinating is that um, clearly, like, it's not meant like men are not supposed to be part of this, right? They're not like <laughs> supposed to like they're not like um, fact checking any of this because mm-hmm. like. What are men really like? Just like standing there, um, like anim- like dogs, like um, huffing things, like like I guess, you know? <laughs> I guess. Like, or like their eyes. Like, are they- is that what's happening? Like- that's like that's honestly how I saw his acting. He would just like all of his like cut two scenes in that second season were just him going, and like it, that's all it was, and that's considered enough to get you a lead in a. It's, it's awful. Netflix, please. <laughs> I loved it. Keep it going, Netflix. No. Keep it going. <laughs> Look, I may be biased because I'm a young, like, queer lesbian, but, like, oh, stop the heavy breathing and just, like, the, ugh, I don't know. Feels a bit gross. The thing I think that Netflix needs to invest in is better foundation for the people of color. 
Yeah. Like, it's like they only bought two or three colors and then they put it on everybody. They just, like, mine are like, that poor Simone Ashley. Like, oh, like it's so just sad. like, it's like they gave her the one for uh, Agatha Dan Danbury. Isn't that mm. her name? Yeah. Um, the, the, they gave her that one. So bad. And then they gave, like, um, uh, the sister, whatever her name was, I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate. Uh, it's Kate and what's the second sister? Edwina? Edwina, yeah. Edwina got the Duke's foundation. <laughs> like, like, it was like they didn't. No, it was like, it's true. Right? Like, I was like, if you had like, like, her a black showrunner. color, like, from her I face. Know. If you had um, a black showrunner, you would have thought, like, they fuck. understood that we're all different colors. <laughs> like, like, my daughters and I were like, does anybody have, like, not noticed that they're all, like, their foundation is off? They have, like, <laughs> three different shades of, like, yeah. this is one of the reasons, this is, like, one of the reasons I'm offended by that show, right? It's like, there was a really lazy attention to detail in what could have been something really significant. And it's just kind of like, but they fixed a lot of that by Charlotte. I mean, I wonder if it's like the the whole system couldn't like, cause I'll, I'll tell you like everybody's- Like Trojan horse to get to Charlotte. Yeah. Cause Charlotte's, the skin colors, everybody looks great. The foundations I noticed that like everyone, I've noticed that it seems to be like a little bit edgier as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting that there's no way the king was wandering around court without a wig <laughs> or like powdered hair. Yeah. <laughs> so it's because my daughter said whatever that king is, the King George the Third, mm-hmm. um, whatever his name is Corey something or another, mm. that he is Millcrest. Sorry, oh. his name is Corey Millcrest. <laughs> uh, uh, but he he does look appreciably worse in real life because <laughs> he has like really like he has like bangs. Oh. <laughs> and he looks like very he looks like very less attractive in real mm, life. Mm. so i think that like they figured out that the guy wasn't gonna look hot with a wig <laughs> we're like we better just <laughs> make sure he has to look the, this guy's whole function in this whole show is just to be hot we also were joking that like in his contract they were like okay so only 10 percent of the time will your chest be covered in any way shape or form (laughs) otherwise for 90 percent of the time you will either be shirtless or in a shirt that has some amount of clearness to it (laughs) even like she's having she's giving birth fabric with like 70 percent cling yes exactly (laughs) like she's about to give birth and he runs in and my daughter was like look he has clear sleeves (laughs) like So I think is, about this kind like of shit shirtless. All the time, he is right? like shirtless, and it is funny. We're like, did they tell him? Like, okay, you know what? This mm-hmm. is a sh- this show. You're gonna ca- your chest is carrying the show. You don't need to act. You Just don't make need to sure do a that lot. You work out. No bangs. No bangs and a lot of shirtlessness. He's not very attractive, is he? He is much better in the show. I think in the show, he also has a charming smile. Yeah, he has a charmingness to him. That's true. He has a charmingness. I mean, it's also hard because, like, the Duke in the first season, humans don't look like that. He is, I think he is, like, one of the most attractive humans he ever. He is very years. gorgeous. I just, he's like. gorgeous. And then when he smiles, like, he is, he, there's no, but that's, like, so, I like, mean, any yeah. other man ever in that universe. <laughs> I mean, like, and then there's comparable. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly like he is like i mean to see him with the rest of the cast it's like just humans and then him 
<laughs> I thought it, so he must have been like picked up for something else and that's why he wasn't really in the second season right they probably couldn't afford he was him in, now that he's like been yeah but he's in platformed he's in Shondaverse he's like mm. he's like plays an American in a lot of things oh okay oh and so he was already in the Shonda universe and I guess when he read for this they were really surprised they're like you're doing a great British accent he's like because I'm British <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like, so like you know um yeah so that's how that happened i can't believe we've like made a whole episode about bridgerton but i do think like so so there's a couple of things i think we can like extrapolate though from like i think both actually your distaste of it Mm -hmm. it might like appreciation i wouldn't say like it's like not my favorite thing but i think it's like one of those things for me that like fills time right well that's why that's why i was watching it right right it like fills time it's like an, it's, so it's a, it's a diversion and i do yeah. think like in some ways i think for a lot of people visual arts mm. like they're looking for something that just fills space totally right and i think that in like the like i hotel think that like art. you can think about yeah hotel art but i actually think other things like like um for us looking back things like pre-raphaelite stuff Fill space. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that the pre-Raphaelites felt like they were changing the world with their blah blah blah. blah. Um, their, their ethos is one of my least favorites. Uh, I'm very. Do you want to do an episode on it? Oh my god, I hate. I really, I really find the pre-Raphaelites Ooh. annoying because oh, I can tell. Yeah, and then people love it, but it's because they're like, I'm like, they don't. There was no pre. They all all they painted was women, but there's no I'm, pre-Raphaelite I was about women. To say, don't they just like love it because it's naked ladies? Yeah, it's like well, they love. Well, they're not naked usually. They're usually dressed in something flimsy. But um, they're all fainting, though, right? Yeah, fainting yeah, on some yeah, fucking, like, yeah. So we could do surface. a pre-Raphaelite episode. But I do think like people love the pre-Raphaelites, or they love like what they call impressionism, but actually is post-impressionism. Mm-hmm. They love Baroque stuff. Yeah, I think they love it because it fills space in like the Regency way. You know, like that it feels like it's like it's a enjoyable, it's consumable. Like, you know, I think that there's a con- there's a the fact that just being able to consume something simply feels appealing, you know. But then I think you're like dis like your, you know, rightful criticism <laughs> of it is also why sometimes art historians feel like a lot of those things aren't interesting. Because they're not their own their their ethos either like they their ethos isn't being seen on the surface because that happens right like I think yeah. for me like like a lot of like when I like especially contemporary art if I read an artist statement and then I look at it I'm like this one won't really look like this <sighs> you know and like that's a problem for me mm-hmm. or something feels incredibly derivative mm. you know like I think that there are things like like the there's a lot of contemporary artists. Um, I can't think of any name right now, but I can like picture them, but that are doing like derivative realism or derivative um, surrealism. And to me, that's like part of your criticism of Bridgerton is that it feels derivative, right? Or like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's more just that it just, I think what annoys me the most is that it's, I think it's a really interesting concept for exploring like America's absolutely wild racial relations, like in mm-hmm. a space that is safe because it's not America, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a removed and interesting kind of like cultural space for especially like 
middle-aged white ladies to like yeah. maybe can like address like their fetishization of like black men while also trying to like find a humanization like in it right mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is something that like a lot of these women should be being confronted with at this like during this time and mm -hmm. i think that like it actually like, the fact that it's kind of lazy and derivative and like i feel like <laughs> with better writers it could have hit all of those like classical mm. romance points but it also could have been a little bit more clever and it could have been done in a way where it was a little bit maybe i just expect too much from media especially from i Netflix. think it couldn't have been more clever i honestly don't think and i think this is the other thing that's like i was looking at today this morning i was scrolling through twitter mm -hmm. um the dark place the dark place i can't i can't <laughs> I can't quit it, dude. I can't. It's hard because it's still, tell. it's not that I, I don't ever put anything on there, but it still was like my RSS feed. And I yeah. still, you know, like a lot of art historians are still posting on I there. Know. And so like, it's hard to like. people are still posting. Some people yeah. are phasing out, but. And so I still like, in order to like see what's happening in the art world, I still look <laughs> at it, you know? And, um, but uh, somebody had posted what I thought was so funny and I was actually going to do a video of it. But then I'm sure I've lost it by now. But it was a, a picture of a guy who was, it was a painting that was done, it could have been done anytime, but it was, mm. it looks like one of those uh, film noir posters, but mm. it's Jesus trying to keep a guy from shooting up. And um, he is right. like, and he is the guy who's shooting Someone up I was is expecting. Like a muscle, no, a muscled white guy. Oh. And then you see on the table there is and it, it there's a um gun and some like I don't remember what else is there, but there's all the things of like maybe condoms, who knows what's in there. Mm -hmm. But it's it reminded me of some of the like lesser Renaissance artists would not be like you know, you'd put all those symbols into art. Mm-hmm. And some of them, you look at it and you're like, that that does not look like it's going to sit on that table, right? But you knew you had to put like the nails, right? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you had to put the dice in the nails yeah, because, yeah, of, yeah. Like, because of the Romans and like, you know, you had to put in the lilies. And, <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, and I think that they're, they're, that, that what happens in art and this, this guy who painted Jesus and the guy shooting up and the lesser of the Renaissance artists, both of them know that they have to tell a story, right? And they know the elements that tell the story. And some people are real good at putting them in there. And then mm -hmm. some people are not. And I think that what's hard is the audience, though, sometimes doesn't want you to be that good at it. <laughs> because they want to find those symbols very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I do think that, like, when I look at certain, like, um, certain Renaissance paintings where, like, they they basically have gone from this history historic moment where they were just giving you symbols on the surface to where they were like putting them in and like Leonardo's a good example of that mm -hmm. I don't know that everybody thought Leonardo's version of the rocks was a great painting at the time because hell what the hell is this about yeah. you know versus something very simple like the virgin on a throne with Jesus you know <laughs> mm -hmm. so I think that for a lot of people the harder like making it more clever would have made it less appealing well i get that i get that but i think that there is like okay so i think a really good example of this oh, shut the fuck up new york <laughs> um <laughs> so annoying i've been like thinking about can i set up a recording space like in my closet <laughs> um get out okay. of the closet sophie get i know i closet. know i knew there was a joke in there coming but um 
so if, so one thing while my sister was here we actually watched some early malcolm in the middle the first like season or two seasons of that show were so clever so yeah. subversive yes they were and I remember like them. really we used to watch them well and then after like at about season three i think what happened was that they realized yeah. it could have had more of a mass appeal so they That's got right. rid simpson too i know but like the family guy just like i know just yeah. the fact that the simpsons was like written by dudes who knew what all the like members of the cia were doing is just fucking insane but like it's you know i think insane. that that's but that's like the thing about media right it's mm -hmm. it's for the masses i know it's mass media for a reason you know mm -hmm. and so like but i do think like and that's actually the other thing about the art world that strikes me is that as much as like sometimes it drives me crazy that they're doing who knows what and like there's so much um classism that's part of it and uh gatekeeping i also think that it is not always for the masses and that's okay i know it's true i just like i think what i one of the things that frustrates me is i think that people are smarter than we give them credit for even oh, when that's they're kind true. of stupid <laughs> and i wish that like i don't know i just wish that like networks would trust people and like trust writers to kind of carry stuff into the spaces that we know is going to be interesting like you saw it with orange is the new black right like they had to start yeah. with like all of like the guy from american yeah. pie they had a plan yeah. as writers to right. kind of like use that white girl to then <laughs> tell like actual yeah. stories about like you know mostly like people of color in the prison system but and, like, i think like orange is the new black is a good example of one that um was for a different audience that's like not, I think that that's the other thing. That's but still, it's still mass appeal. It is mass time. appeal, but it's a smaller mass yeah. than Bridgerton. Bridgerton is like for basically. It's like that's I think where it is. Like it's it's sort of it, it again goes to what I think of like if you were running an exhibition calendar, mm. you would need to have a Bridgerton so that you could have an Orange Is the New Black and I then know. something very small. I don't yeah. know, like. Tipping the velvet. <laughs> trying to think. I, I think tipping the velvet is awesome. But like, you know, like trying to picture like this thing. And and I think that that's where, like, I mean, I think that just there's, like, I think about, like, I, I did a video the other, I did a couple of videos the other day where like the comments, I mean, I'm fair. I mean, I have to say, I, I don't read the comments all that often, but uh, sorry, listeners. Um, it's just because like people just are so. You have a, you have a full-time job also. I do, like, and a couple of kids, but it's also because like it just puts me in a bad mood. But I did a video, yeah, right? a couple oh of videos. Oh my god, I just can't. I did a video about how um, people, when they think about history, like decide to pick the weirdest thing and then decide that's true. Like nobody <laughs> ever took a bath before running water. You know, like somebody will say some crazy stuff like that, and so um, <sighs> or like. Um, all women died of childbirth, you know, and you're like, well, not all of them, right? Some survived. <laughs> oh, but that, mm, that just doesn't make any you know, sense. But, you know, like they say crazy stuff. So, yeah. but then I um, did, you know, you do these videos and like for my last couple of videos, people will basically say what I said in the video. Mm -hmm. No, but, and then they like repeat basically the theme of my video. And that, you're like, oh my God, that happened to me on the, the, um, They'll the, say, no, you're wrong. Video. Yeah, you're wrong. And then they say what I said. And I think like, at first I think, oh, was I really unclear? And then I think, no, because like a thousand I fucking people. fucking said it. <laughs> well, and also, but like, you know, 19,000 people liked it. Yeah. Right. And like, at least, 
at least a co- at least there's 235 comments so at least 35 people got it right? <laughs> i don't know I, i'm not I reading all the comments come on to my like the wet like one of the first comments i got on that the west video was someone who was like that's a cultural term i'm like yeah i understand but in in it i'm talking about how it impacts people's sense of geography and this person was like yeah that's how whiteness functions it alienates people and like i don't understand why you don't real i was like i don't know what in this video is like disagreeing with your point but you that's exactly what i'm talking about like i'm sorry if it wasn't clear enough but thanks for commenting like she was like i think you're confused i was like i'm really not i it was just like i probably wasn't clear enough for you and I was just like, what is But going I think on? it's also because, and that's what I mean about like mass media. The problem is that the mass, the you know, you're saying they should trust us more, but then people demonstrate <laughs> that you can't trust us. Like, I think I that's where the, that's where they are, right? I They're know. like, the, the people who are thinking about this are like, well, that woman who you like, <laughs> those people, those commenters also have to like Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want to believe that people <laughs> can do better. <laughs> Well, I think they can, right? Like, I, I mean, think I think also like too. these systems, like I, I think kind of regularly about like, like I did that video about height, which has pissed off people mm. to no end. And my oh, point was not that actually shorter in the past. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it's like, and it's pissed them off because like I said, they're a couple inches taller and the couple inches is a lot. And I was like, I'm sure men think that. And, um, but like, um, but you know, that that I'm they still so we've still like only got oh. we've only gotten to like pre like before the like you know agricultural revolution like <laughs> that's where we're going gang and but then some but what i think is really interesting is so many people said but the dutch are really tall and i was like <laughs> do you know like do you know how averages work <laughs> God. You know, like, I was like, these are global averages we're dealing with. I am not going to every, like, yes, the Dutch are very tall. And there's reasons that they're probably, they probably were also the tallest then, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, they're probably just still genetically. <laughs> I got that they got real short in between, but that doesn't disprove that that your perception that everybody was short and died at 25 is wrong. <laughs> yeah. And and that's why I think you get this sort of mass media, right? The people glom onto these things that feel comfortable. It goes like really back to the beginning of this episode that yeah. the Regency feels comfortable. Impressionism feels comfortable. You know, pre Raphaelites feels comfortable. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Now I do think that I would say that I, I would say that it can, right? If you're the kind of person. So it, I think what Bridgerton is, is it's comfortable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And for people who want to get into it, they can actually pick it apart. And like they can think about it and they can read all of the books yeah. and they can get beyond that. And so they can b- develop connoisseurship within this thing. That's true. In a, I, and I think because we're not, we're a textual society, it's a lot easier for people. Like you can say that's bad writing. Even if you're not a writer, you're a textual society, right? Whereas I don't I've think a lot, a lot of, of TV. People, well, no, but I think that that makes people feel like they can get it, they can mm. comment on it. Whereas mm. a lot of people won't be able to do that for impressionism. I don't think like sorry for abstract expressionism, which I think mm. is even more. They can't, and I think even impressionism. I don't think they can tell what's a good Monet and a bad Monet. No, you're right. Right, because That's we don't. Why people go, oh my god, a, a video installation of a painting. This is amazing. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because they can't, they don't, they don't have the, they don't either have the like experience or the comfort or like the belief that the they access. can do it. Yeah, the access. But I also think there's like a like 
you have to have sort of like a chutzpah to say that, like, I can say that's a bad Monet. And there are bad Monets, right? Like, there are literally, there are terrible Monets. Are. I've seen terrible Monets. It's just, well, it's that thing where, like, art, the art world is, like, four people in the art world. Um, and they want to make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about as well. Right. Because right. um, that gives academics a sense of superiority. Keeps us a job. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps us a job. Okay, now. Um, also, okay, now. Media recommendation? Yeah. So, do you have any media recommendations this week, Sophie? Play Zelda. We like to end, we <laughs> like to end, even though this episode has basically been all media counter recommendations. I know, I know. Um, um, I will say Zelda. The new Tears of the Kingdom is so... Okay, so, like, you know how Breath of the Wild was revolutionary when it came out? And it, like, yes. changed... Yeah, it yeah, changed, absolutely. Like, I love that. world, like, yeah. platforming. Yeah, yeah. It... This new... This new version makes Breath of the Wild feel like... A, like a training session. Or, like, a, a discounted version. It's fucking wild. It's also very difficult like there's no good weapons anymore it's really hard to find rubies they've given you all these new abilities where you have to like make your own weapons so you you get really creative but also there's like what platform are you playing it on i'm on a switch oh okay Um, Yeah, yeah but there's like you know how breath of the wild is huge yeah. And like the, there's so much yeah. to explore. Yeah. There's an above ground map, a ground map, and a below ground map. There's Whoa. like, and every, every like town, there's like cave systems everywhere that you explore. And like, it's just, I think there's like a thousand hours of playing time in this game. Like, it is, like, I spent 200 hours on Breath of the Wild, and that was a lot. Wow. That was a lot. And I, I did most of it. I didn't find all the Koroks. It was, it was too much. I probably didn't do all the shrines, but I did a lot. Wow. This is, like, I've probably played – I don't even want to look at it yet, but I've played enough, and, like, I haven't even completed my map yet. <laughs> it's, wow. it's, it's really, really – like I keep kind of seeing all these people progressing through it on TikTok and all these kind of videos of people who are really far ahead. And I have to stop myself from kind of being like, oh, I want to play. I want to go and do it because like, I'm not going to get there. This is like, this is like a two year commitment to a game. This is like, <laughs> I have to take this with me. <laughs> it's your quest. Yeah. <laughs> it's good old Link. You're at your quest. Like, there are so many people who are like, "Oh, I found Zelda. Zelda's the dragon. Like the master swords in her head." I'm like, "I don't. I don't know. I'll, I may never get there." Like, <laughs> it's fucking you're like, huge. Like, what am I giving up in life so I can find her? <laughs> like, no, I, I'm like, Sophie, you need to go and have a real life. You can't just like be. Like, I have work I need to do. I can't be on the fucking Switch. <laughs> so that's my media recommendation. Play it. But also maybe... Don't. Not starting. I don't start things that I know, like, that I'll... Because I, I remember, like, somebody was saying... I saw a TikTok about Mist, which was one that came out when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, so... Now it must be so easy. But I remember it, like, took over 72 hours of my life. I'm the kind of person who would, like... It would be the begin Like, my brain would just turn into that. <laughs> like, I, I swear, like, I did my laundry yesterday. Because yesterday was, like, my cleaning day. And I was like, oh, well, I've done a lot of work this morning. I like, got some art sent out. I did some stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll play Zelda while I, while I do the laundry. And like, you know, half an hour is not a long time. So I went back upstairs and I was like, oh, 15 minutes. Timer went off immediately. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, that happened really fast. And then I put my dryer cycle on for 40 minutes. And I was like, 40 minutes is a long time. That, like, I'll go up. I'll, 
go back upstairs from the basement. I'll do my, you know, I'll hang out the stuff that needs to dry. Didn't hang out the washing that needed to dry. Just immediately sat down and started playing Zelda again. And then I, I like, it just was ripped out of it by an alarm. And I was like, it's been 40 minutes. What's going on? Like, I, I do think like, do you sucked think, away from me. Has there, uh, like, I wonder if our, like, if our society is the only one who's had something that's this consuming. I, I mean, so. I guess like, I mean, I guess maybe like being in watching a tournament could have like, you wouldn't I know guess. what time. Maybe there was always. It just but seems it, like, I think, but it's like, the, it seems like we have so many ways for our brain to turn off. I know. But this, uh, I think that this is particularly interesting as well, because like, one of the things I find fascinating is like how, you know, like when we all went into lockdown and Animal Crossing became the thing that was like kind yeah. of propping up society. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone was like, cool, we can like <laughs> yeah. live on an island. Yes. Um, and now, now it's kind of like, well, wars are impending everywhere, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Well, now I guess I can make fucking mecha tanks in <laughs> Legend, like, the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> like you see people building the most insanely huge structures and people are recreating back and looping back to World War II. People are making like World War II, like accurate, like flighter jets and stuff. It's bizarre. Wow. Like, because people have the ability. It's like Zelda it's like Minecraft to Zelda. Out. Yes, exactly. Wow. And it's like this way. It's like mm, it's just yeah. God, what would a, what would a time traveler think about us? Um, I don't know. So my media recommendations. I I'm gonna do two because I didn't say. Mm -hmm. the of that book that I described earlier. So Good it one. is An Arranged Marriage by <laughs> Joe Beverly. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that I find Joe Beverly's ability to tell the craziest story and manage to make you finish the whole book because it's fairly believable, quite enjoyable. Uh, it came out in 91. Wow. It's also like the way that she does it. I don't know. It came out in 91. The most hilarious cover. It just cracks me up, this cover. I don't know if you can, I have to find it. But, um, and then the one I was really going to recommend is Curtis Sittenfeld, Ohio author, uh, romantic comedy. And I really liked it because um, it's about now. It's a modern, it's a contemporary romance mm -hmm. um, that basically takes place if like an SNL writer, just writer, so not writer and cast member, mm -hmm. um, uh, falls in love with the host. Oh, there you go. But it's like, it takes place during COVID, but I thought it was done really well. And it was like very, it's very well written. And there's a lot of like nice. clever parts to it. Curtis Sittenfeld wrote a book. Curtis Sittenfeld's from Cincinnati and from um, where my uh, spouse's family is from. Mm. And so she wrote a book about, uh, she did um, Pride and Prejudice, but set mm. in Cincinnati. <laughs> and it was like, I mean, because when I first was reading it, I was like, this author has to know these places. Because it was so yeah, like Cincinnati. Very specific. I mean, very specific. But um, and, you know, I think that in some ways, like it, you know, to go to the beginning of this, why um, Regency is so popular in America is mm -hmm. that actually like that book, Curtis Sittenfeld's um, Pride, is Pre Pride and Prejudice. I'm pretty sure it's Pride and Prejudice. It's not Emma. Let me see which one it is. But um, that it feel if. It actually is those those all those Regency all the Bridgerton you said it they are about America they're not about yeah they're about America right like they're just they they're just so um, they're so it's like it's like it's like using this other place to talk about this place 
yeah, Pride yeah. and Prejudice. The yeah. Curtis Sittenfeld book, Pride and Prejudice, called Eligible. But it's like if you know Cincinnati and you read this book, you're like, oh my god, this is like Cincinnati is the most. Cincinnati is was used to be called the Prissy City, and it's <laughs> it's fairly conservative mm-hmm. in a lot of in a lot of ways, and and it's so it's so much of America has this belief that if you kiss a guy, you got to marry him, <laughs> right? And like, and so that that I think that like to sort of go full circle, the reason that the Regency is so popular or in certain kinds of visual culture is so popular is that it mm-hmm. feels like it hits us, it tells us about us, even if it doesn't really, right? Like even mm-hmm. if it's actually hiding us, like that's what your some of your complaints about Bridgerton is it's hiding American society. Complaints or criticisms. <laughs> Criticism. Sorry, did I say complaint? Criticism. Um, I actually um, don't care. I am complaining. But you know, I think that that's that's why I really liked. That's why I really like Sittenfeld's romantic comedy because mm-hmm. it's actually like it's a it's a it sort of it's sort of critiquing or complaining about um, the culture of romance, even mm-hmm. which I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. So. Wow! Listen, was, you can no find idea us what everywhere. We're going to talk about today, I didn't either. We did it. <laughs> we just did it. We did it. So, um, you can find us all sorts of places, including yes. at Artlust Podcast on TikTok, and you can find me Seema at Artlust A R T L U S T. You can find me Darkroom Varmint, Darkroom V A R M I N T. Do we actually have that Artlust Podcast TikTok page yet? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Is it even good looking? I don't know. Does it even have followers? I don't know. Do we own it? I think we do. Maybe. Great. Um, All right. I, will... I need to use the restroom. Yeah, oh my God. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've just been drinking caffeine. I've just been like a whole thing of coffee and a bunch of water. I've just been like... I've just hey. been drinking caffeine for hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that we're both sitting here going like, can we? I got to pee. <laughs> okay. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>